Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. (laughs) That's not a knife. G'day and welcome to Not a Knife. I'm Andrew and this is the podcast that's proudly part of the OzCast Network, where you can hear other great shows like the Yeah G'day podcast, Apple Slice and Hong Kong Confidential. This podcast is all about culture, unity, reviews and banter. It is recorded on the grounds of the the Wajak people of Perth region and I want to pay respects to their elders both past and present. On this particular episode I caught up with two people who you probably don't know but I think that you will do in the future. And that is Corey Ray McKay, who is a writer slash director, and Dan Tom, who is a producer. And they're from Perth, Western Australia, which is where I'm from. And I wanted to catch up with them because they are making a short film called Residue. And they're currently running a GoFundMe campaign. And uh, it is 11 days in and out of their $3,000 goal, they've already raised $2,280. So that is fantastic. And I'll tell you what the GoFundMe link is right now. It is gofundme.com forward slash residue, R-E-S-I-D-U-E. I'm going to put links in the show notes as well. And I highly recommend if you have five bucks to throw their way, look, it just helps out to get these kinds of stories being made and allowing a platform for filmmakers to get a start. And that's what this conversation is about. It's about finding how two filmmakers got started and where their journey is going to go from here. Entering competitions, making short films, uh, talking about memification and and, uh, viral, going viral and stuff like that. We mentioned a few different things, which if you're a filmmaker, you might be interested in finding out about and how to actually navigate your short film going forward. Now, I've never made a short film, but I do really enjoy talking to people who have made films or are in the process of making short films. And that's what really excited me about this conversation. I'm, I'm really curious to hear from Corey and Dan after the film has been made, uh, which is going to be shooting very, very soon. So hopefully um, once it's all done and dusted and the film is produced and, and ready to go out into the world and hit festivals, I'll meet up with them and have a chat with them again because I'm really curious to hear, see how they felt that the process went for them and what they learned from it and what they would do differently next time. Anyhow, look, this is a long conversation and I recorded it on my new uh, Zoom H5 recorder. Uh, So there is, like, I'm still learning how to use that particular device. So I do apologize for a little bit of wind noise here and there and a bit of background noise. I didn't put my dead cat on there and I will do next time because it becomes a little bit uh, bothering at times. Um, So please just just wear through those those moments uh, because I think the conversation is really interesting. And these guys have a lot to say about filmmaking and a lot to say about what it means to make films in a small place like Perth as well. So without me banging on too much more, because you're going to hear a lot of me and you're going to hear a lot of them, uh, let's jump into the interview. 
Next. New sound, take 87. Tell me a little bit about yourselves. Where do you start? You started off both in TAFE, is that right? Yeah, so Dan and I both studied together. We both went through um, at the same time. Dan actually went forward by a year into the advance. I skipped a year. Right. It was very talented boy. So that's kind of how we first fell in as a director-producer team. And I think since then, not only did a beautiful collaborative working relationship blossomed but a friendship blossomed as well and yeah. that's been going strong for a good five yeah. or six years now after graduating there was, so. there was a thing that happened in our um, graduating year where it's just like are we too close of friends to work together <laughs> you know what I mean like, can you can we put on like the director hat and the producer hat and um, we can you know and we've, we've worked on a lot of projects since um, graduating so we've done music videos we've invented like competitions with like commercials that we written and developed together mm-hmm. and you know now we're embarking on a, on a short film as well yeah so tell me about making the music videos and documentary and stuff like that in, in Perth what's that been like for you guys um to start with it was all about um reaching out to bands mm-hmm. and seeing if they would be interested in making a music video investing themselves into you know um a visual piece and then developing the idea with the bands as well because um, it was all about like pitching and getting them on board um, and there's not a lot of you know opportunities out there here in Perth in regards to you know different music and everything like that and also bands with money or that's with management probably the, that's probably and, and the hardest like that, part so. yeah. battling or trying to temper your, your ambition with your budgetary constraints. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. always going to be the case <laughs> yeah. no matter what you do. Yeah. But it becomes even harder when you're when you're kind of working with bands who are all generally working full time but are, are, yeah. are investing all of their yeah. money into the recording where they don't have a whole lot of money after that yeah. to invest in the video side of things. And then you're also just trying to communicate, I guess, with bands like this is what the process is yeah. when it comes to actually making a music video, especially yeah. when a lot of the work that we try to do, we try to also craft a narrative piece with it um, where we can that's generally yeah. what we always yeah, try to we're find. interested yeah. in being storytellers first and foremost yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah it's all it's all about you know pitching the idea with the band and seeing if they really like it and if there's anything that we we give to them that they, they don't really like we hear what they're interested in mm. in um, you know how, how they want to define themselves as Um, how how much more do we do after the music video is made because we would make music videos and then it, it needs to be shared and it needs to be really pushed and people need to you Your know job isn't finished it's not it's not finished yeah, yeah. but because you're not a part of the band 
because like when you when you finish like a short film you market it and, yeah. and you put it out there but when you when you make a music video and you're not in the band it's up to the band to kind of like push it you kind of give it back over to them you know they've created something that's yeah. their baby then you've made something yeah. that's your baby and then you have yeah. to give it back again and it was, yeah. so it's <laughs> funny changing of yeah, because you know, yeah. for a, after we'd finish a music video and it'll be out there, I'll be hitting up like publications like Express Magazine and, and, and just trying to find people that would share it. And then, and then you'd think like, wait, is, is the reason that they don't really want to share it is because you're actually not in the band and you were the producer and now you have to take a step back and it's up to the band now and if they have management for mm. them to share it as well. So it's just a very interesting experience with music videos. It's fun. We love, you know... Get a chance have, to play with getting the equipment a chance to play with and the, stuff yeah. and get to work with actors and just kind of hone your craft. But we've also, I think, learned at the same time that doing music videos doesn't actually help you in really in the long run at least that's what I've learned if you want to do yeah. narrative storytelling yeah. it may help you when it comes to your knowledge and yeah. working with a crew and, and building up the skill it sets keeps, but keeps you going it as keeps well. you on your, on your toes that's for sure Espe- especially yeah. when there's not you know much um, you know funding for, for shorts at times and, and music video seems to be the thing that keeps you going and keeps you really keen to, to keep developing other things it reinvigorates you I suppose yeah yeah, yeah. 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 well that's I find that really interesting because you know, I think obviously most of the creative people in Perth are still trying to do full-time jobs Absolutely, and yeah. do their creative yeah. things as well, which has got to be really difficult. But yeah, as you're saying, where do you step over the line too exactly. far? You know, exactly that kind of thing. I'm just like, I, I should I be doing this right now? Um, and I feel like yeah, with with music videos, I, I we we you always learn from the experience, mm-hmm. and and from what I learned when I was trying to share this music video, which was mine but not really mine it was more the the musicians um that it all comes before releasing the music video yeah it's all about having having like you know a a campaign or a, or a launching pad for the music video through like a publication or something like that yeah it's just a bit too late if you if you try pushing a yeah, video that's sure. that's already out that people have already seen so some publications would have been like oh it would have been great if we just you know had the kind of the premiere of the video on our site and stuff but yeah. that's something that you just learn and, in the in these processes yeah and I think you know part of the problem as well is organically finding things yes. and all that kind of stuff exactly. do you allow people to just stumble upon it exactly and yeah. 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 yeah digital media nowadays is so hard <laughs> it's, it's so tough and everyone wants to go viral and there's yep. no rule book as to what does go viral oh, there's so many videos though about how to go yeah. viral you know I don't know if I trust it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's one of the things. So, you know, I, I came to know about you guys because Aaron McCann shared yeah. uh, you go fund me, yeah, and cool. I interviewed Aaron and I talked to him about, you know, they did their, um, yeah. you know, their, their snap thing. Yeah. It's a snap the, thing. That, that was free video. That was yeah. when we were bigger. actually studying at TAFE in our final yeah. year. It's a snap came out, and we were pretty much just pressing play on repeat like every yeah. time that video stopped yeah. we were like let's watch it again let's watch totally. it again and it was and it was really interesting because I had um, I was doing my my second last year so my diploma of film at the time and I had actually directed as commercial forte at basically the same time that they did the It's a Snap and mine was much more of the sort of conventional university yeah. commercial you could say so, and that worked great for um, going into um, I think it was at event in Alu and Hoyt's Carousel over yeah, that summer screened over yeah. that summer break but then you had um, Henry and Aaron just killed just killed it yeah. with that viral yeah. Yeah. you know video where it just was so left of uh, centre of what 
Not exactly something you can put in front exactly. of Paddington at exactly. the event, but you know, <laughs> it's still... Wasn't it like after the It's a Snap would finish, your one would kind of start? I don't know if or... It's a Snap played at the cinemas. No, 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 I mean like on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube? Right, yeah. Play It's a Snap, and then the next video <laughs> to play in line was Corey's yeah. commercial. <laughs> Maybe it was a way to kind of bring you back down after the, you know, it's like watching Darren Aronofsky's mother and then following it up with, I don't know... SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, yeah. I love SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that that kind of you know their their work is fantastic. Aaron and yes. Dominic and yep. you know with Top Notch Detective yeah. is fantastic. But going viral is something as you're saying. There's mm. there's guides on how to do it. And yeah, but sometimes it just needs to be the the right the right time. Just yeah, it, 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 there's a Someone lot of variables right and factors. Yeah. Um, like a few years ago, we did a Doritos commercial as well called The New Sound, which didn't go viral. We, we Some people were saying that, oh, it's going viral. And it's just like, no, it hasn't gone viral. Like, past that a million views, maybe. Webster's but we had, Dictionary. viral. <laughs> but we had a lot of love on the front page of Reddit. And so, right. like, uh, obviously, Reddit is also a great um, starting point for a lot of those viral videos. A lot yeah. of viral videos will start on Reddit as well yeah. but we've had you know one tenth of the experience of what it's like to go viral it seeing was, something it was, it was kind pretty of crazy fire a little bit over a period yeah. of days where people were sharing we, all over we Twitter, weren't expecting it at all we'd upload we it yeah. we put it into the competition before we we uploaded it we were chatting with you know the the organizers of the competition are, are we eligible they're like just submit it we submitted it and then yeah overnight um, it started at like 1,000 and then woke up and it was like 17,000. I was like, oh, wow, that was a job. I was then at my went. retail day job and just refreshing every couple of hours yeah. when I could look at my phone and then yeah. it's just going up yeah. and up and up and that yeah. was quite bizarre. Yeah, when it was like 17,000, I went up to go make breakfast, came back to the computer and then it was like on 30,000. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, something's yeah. happening here. You know, and then checking my messages yeah. and someone's just like, oh, someone shared it on Reddit and, and we were like seeing how that all happened and... Yeah, it turns out my friend is was just overnight just trying to like share it on Reddit and, and trying to work out a way of getting people like interested. <laughs> yeah. Because there's ways of like writing, you know, like Certain about types of uh, thread titles and yeah, things like that. Thread titles and, and yeah. I think it was something along the lines of my friend, my friend's made a yeah. Doritos Crash the Super Bowl um, mm-hmm. um, video and it's amazing. One of those kind of clickbaity. Yeah, uh, yeah. Click on it and be like, "That's not amazing." <laughs> so be like, "This is the greatest thing." And it was just so mixed. It just yeah. like makes redditors, as if that's what you call them. No, that like, is the correct. That's, that's the scientific that, term. It that's is. Yeah, term. Webster's dictionary. Yeah, says, yeah. 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 Define yeah. someone who likes Reddit. They just love that stuff. Just they where they can yeah. just like look at things and just be like, "Nah, that sucks." You know, get their upvotes. Yeah, get their upvotes. Yeah. Yeah. But is that, like, that's a, probably a huge thing as well, is it, having a support network in being able to go, all right, I've made this thing, and it comes back to the organically thing. Absolutely. Like, your friend's going, yeah. hey, check this. It really is all about, you know, support networks, family yeah. and friends. Absolutely. And it all starts with friends and yeah, family. It mm. does. Yeah. Um, you owe a lot to them. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, when, we, when we've been doing these videos, we, we try to always keep, you know our friends in kind of the loop of what we're working on yeah. and it's really cool because a lot of my friends will be like oh so what are you working on lately dan you know and i don't really like always talking about the stuff that i'm working on that's what, that's what makes networking hard sometimes where it's just like so what are you working on oh well i'm working on this and i don't really like you know 
really just talking myself up. But yeah, it's awesome just to have a, a network of friends that are just always just asking what you're working on. And then whilst we were, you know, like editing the Doritos thing, I'd yeah. be showing my friends like, this is what we're, we're working on at the moment. What do you think? And they'll be like, oh, that's great. And then we can ask them for feedback as well at the same time. It's just like, okay, so what do you think this video is about? And just see if we've actually, you know, succeeded in what we originally we're trying to do it's like yeah. a test yeah. screening but on a phone for yeah. 30 seconds exactly. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, micro focus group that's it yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'd plug yeah. it into the dock at work and then like <laughs> then they'll just have to watch it on the little screen and stuff so. gather around everyone everyone yeah. gather around Turn off don't worry box, about you know. serving customers right <laughs> oh, yeah. day job is secondary <laughs> yeah well that's I mean when you uh, you know when you work in entertainment and you know arts and stuff like that yes yeah like your day job is just there to be able to get your stuff done kind of thing it so is in yeah. A way, yeah it yeah. really is but we just hope that none of our employees are listening to this at the moment but yeah <laughs> great work is always still um, no um, we're lucky as well to you know find jobs where they'll work around us yeah it's especially always about for me it's, balance, it's, yeah. it's finding that balance where it's just like okay you know, um, I, I am interested in making a career as a filmmaker, and if a film project does come up, I will have to give that priority. And there is that opportunity to, to work around my availability and also roster time off as well. So that's that's one of the struggles as a filmmaker as yeah. well, where it's just like, all right, cool, we're going to be shooting on that date, so I'm going to roster it off, and then a location might fall or like an actor <laughs> might you know not be available anymore. It's just like, all right, cool gonna have to yeah, roster totally. another time off so mm. it's always a the hardest act. part of filmmaking is just trying to get everyone in the same room at the same time yeah and we all need a month everybody needs a month in advance yeah. to be able to, to get that off yeah. but there are so many moving parts yeah when it comes to making something yeah. that yeah. like dan said if a location falls through or even just a personal matter comes up and it, it can throw so many things out of out yeah. of whack and it's a domino effect yeah. so it's such a balancing act of, i think what helps is um when people are really passionate and excited to be on a project, yeah. they will make the time mm -hmm. yeah. and they'll be flexible as well. Yeah. Um, so it always helps just having people that are really, that really believe in the project and really want to be a part of it. And um, that's incredibly important when you're doing something independently yeah. as well. Yeah. When a lot of the people coming on are volunteering their time. Like no one on the film that we're working on right now is getting paid. They're all coming on board because they read yeah. the script and they connected with it and they want to help us out or we've worked with them before and we have an established working yeah. relationship. So exactly. um, when you're doing something independently and you don't have you don't have the budget there to say this is what you're going to be getting on an hourly or a daily basis, yeah. Um, yeah. it really is a case of putting something in front of someone and saying, do you connect with it? Because if you do, we'd love to have you on board. Yeah. Which is, that's a huge thing as well. So... Super cheap auto. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. So when I was reading about that, yeah, super cheap auto. Yes, that was that was a great year. Uh, <laughs> no, we're very we're very grateful for that yeah. experience. It happened last year, and it was a better half of that year where we were just all about. You know, we might as well have been wearing super cheap auto shirts or just yeah. wearing all so, their merchandise on us. Tell us what the competition was. What what was the deal with so it? So the competition was called the Big Break um, Super Cheap Auto Competition. So there wasn't really any rules to it at all. It was that you had to just create a 30-second ad or video um, promoting Super Cheap Auto. They didn't say, like, you had to promote gift cards or or promote a product in store or the services. Yeah. It was just, like... It was pretty open. It was sure. pretty open. <laughs> so... Um, 
you just had to yeah submit submit a 30 second video and it will get put in a pool and then it will get shortlisted into a top 10 and then people can start voting on it so mm. we made two submissions last year Dan produced um, both of them as well I produced yeah both of them and I wrote one and yep. co-wrote the other um, and I had to our tactic was to try to get at least one of them into the top 10 so I was just like okay if I submit both videos under my name yep they might not be like, we can't let this guy have two videos in the top ten. <laughs> who, who is this guy? Um, so I was like, all right, cool. I'll submit the one that I wrote and Corey directed under yep. my name. And our other filmmaker friend, his name's Drew Kendall, he submitted um, the rarest card, which won under his name. And we were lucky to both get into the top ten. And that was a very, really strange experience. Um <laughs> when we got uh, told that we were in the top 10 we received an email and Drew received his first and a matter of time went by between like when I got my email to say I was in the top 10 so we got that email we're like yeah that's great that's awesome we're in the top 10 oh so the video that I wrote and Corey directed didn't get in that's cool I'll be in the shower if you do. <laughs> so I went in the shower came out and like looked at my phone I'm still in my towel I'm like we got it, we got it, we got it. That towel came straight off. That towel came straight off. Um, and yeah, it was a very exciting moment to have two videos get into the top ten. But then yeah. it was also a double-edged sword in a way. Because it's just like, all right, how do we get our friends and family to vote for these two videos? And in a way, make it so yeah. at least one of them can, can be a you know in a chance to because win. Because you could only vote for one video per 24 hours. Right. So yeah. it wasn't like vote for both of our videos yeah. it was a case of here are yeah. both of our videos and then people would just yeah. sort of go from there it but was, it was a hugely yeah. validating I think experience it was such like a, a better term yeah. maybe it, it to have so encouraging in there because and, yeah. we had a lot of people say that they loved both of them and some <laughs> of my family and friends were like did, couldn't choose which one they liked more um where, as, as the competition went on there was clearly a split in votes going on where the rarest card which won was like in the top three and yeah. our let's go for another, another which um, more towards the bottom so then it's just like the okay let's just put our support behind that one just yep. about the collective at that point i think yep. we're both we're all just happy to have both of them in the top 10 yeah it was such a a quick turnaround time from when we first saw the competition get announced to when we started pre-production to then when we filmed it so we filmed yep. both both commercials over two days did the let's go for another on a saturday i think and then we did the rarest card on, on the sunday yeah. and both of those had only two weeks of pre-production and it was just a case of yeah. like this is when we're shooting whatever we have by these dates <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be it Every, yeah. so, everything we learned about filmmaking as well for this project <laughs> now i know this is not going to sound good but it almost went out the window as well because <laughs> it was all self-funded yeah. You know, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. no funding or anything. There was yeah. no crowdfunding campaign no, to we make doing these things. <laughs> Super Auto went um, bankrolling this. So no. it was, it was, was kind of like that thing it where it's just spent. like, okay, this is the idea. This is what we need. All right, so we need this prop, so we have to go out and buy it. We need to get some like super cheap gift cards, or we need to, you know, we need to get a studio to shoot in. Okay, how much is that going to cost? We just have to pay for it. We have to just wear the costs and hope that we can get our money back through getting into the top yeah. 10 or winning. So it was just one of those weird things where I couldn't really budget and be like, okay, so this is how much it's going to cost. Yeah. It's just like, no, this is how much it's going to cost. 
and we have to just pay it. Yeah. Know? Um, there was changed, no real yeah. way to... You have to change your way of thinking. It's almost a very, you know, yeah. like, when a Herzog way of just, like, let's steal what we have to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know, you went, like, you have to make your If, your if film. it was kind of like a independent personal project, you could get away with going, okay, we can probably get this for free or, or do this to get it really cheap. Hustle a bit harder. But yeah. When, yeah. when people hear that, it's just like, oh, it's a super cheap auto ad. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. So that will be $1,000 then for a studio or something like that. So it's just having to really just branch out and find the cheapest thing possible that people will be willing to give our project a super yeah. cheap auto ad that may not go on TV, <laughs> that may not oh, do yeah. anything at all. It's just one of those things. Uh, so yeah, it was a very strange experience, you know, yeah. like producing. In a way, it's independent filmmaking for advertising, which yeah. is a very those two things don't normally go together. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But when you're making something for spec, yeah. you know, where you're not getting paid for, you're hoping to to get something yeah. out of it in yeah. some way, even if it's not money, yeah. some sort of just just putting yourself yeah. on the radar. Just looking yeah, back on it, it was a completely so positive experience. I know was, a lot of yeah. people actually turn their nose up at spec, you know, ads working and stuff like that, working for free. We had a lot of fun and it really developed um, us as a creative team because there was other people that worked on it that we're continually working with and we want to develop, you know, short films or web series with and stuff like that. Um, And it was just uh, just a really invigorating kind of experience as well that we managed to do two different narratives in one weekend, different actors, different tone. Very different tones. Needed different different gear, different ways we were shooting it because for Let's Go for Another one that Corey directed, it was a lot of like whip pans. It was very like kind of like Edgar Wright was a a reference or an inspiration for for the way that the ad played out because it was just very snappy. Then the other one, The Rarest Card, was very much about fitting in to the Australian look of commercials, yeah. you know, and making it feel good and family and, and everything like that. Something, so, that. something that the mums and dads will watch and be like, oh, that was nice. Yeah, was I'm, nice. let's go down to Super Cheap yeah, Auto this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I don't do want to speak oil. too much yeah. about Super yeah. Cheap Auto, but yeah, there was they such are a not crazy sponsoring this show. <laughs> they're not. They're, they're really not. They're giving the curb nothing. Yeah, exactly. I do need some new parts for my car, but... But uh, yeah, it was it was a crazy experience, especially getting people to vote um, because it got to the point where it's just like that's you know we were we were getting that to was that. almost a full time job. It was a, it was getting Dan to be a full time job. Yeah, um, it was taking up a lot of our time in life. But we we're, we're really thankful for the experience. But we had to like actually reach out outside of our friends and family circle and chat with you know people on the street, get them involved and vote. And then I also. Um, just chatting more about it. I actually reached out to a guy called Peter Castez, who is oh, a yes, director right. over East, right. who does commercials, and he actually entered the Crash the Super Bowl the same year that we entered the Dreams. Okay, yeah. sure. And he actually got to the top three, pretty much came runner-up, Yeah, where he should have yeah. won. His video actually went viral. So right. I reached out to him, I was just like, hey man, like... I think you saw my Al Doritos submission. We're doing it again. You know, we've ended Super Cheap Auto. Do you have any kind of, like, advice that you can give us? Um, so this was all over Facebook Messenger. Um, so very professional. Um, and then he actually responded. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, it was LinkedIn. on LinkedIn. Um, it was on, uh, yeah. Uh, um, and then he actually reached out and said, oh, hey, man, yeah, I, I remember your video. Yeah, it was great. Really enjoyed it. 
uh, give me a call I'm free at this time we had a chat and he, he gave me some advice to really push our video more um, sometimes you have to be ruthless when it comes to, to doing these kind of competitions and yeah he, he offered some advice that really you know helped us and we managed to get the win in the end which really surprised us we we didn't expect to, to win at all even though like before we entered the competition we thought that there was an opportunity where we could actually win because a lot of the other ads it felt really homemade that yeah. was submitted yep. or like shot on a handy cam it was like all kind of like it looks like the family just shot it the dad yep. got on the camera yep. or the kids got on the camera and stuff so we were just like oh there's an opportunity here where we can really showcase our work and possibly win but um we did not expect it at all yep. especially with the <laughs> other videos that was in the top 10 with yep. us we were very especially surprised especially when it's, by a, the it's, of, it's a competition where it's but, not judged by a panel of quote yeah. unquote experts or anything like that it's a public voting yeah. system so yeah. at times it's not even a case of maybe which is the best one not to discount what anyone else did as far as their work but if you can get the votes you'll get the win yeah. Yeah. so it was a lot of yeah just sort of rallying behind the cause I guess and up all night people. just yeah. asking people have you voted today yet because <laughs> yeah. you should vote you know and you know, Trying we get to make 24 little, hours to vote little memes to, to make that you know kind of yeah we were doing memes because it yeah all about meme culture and, and that's something that we want to approach as well in this process is just it's meme to, culture yeah, yeah meme culture well, all about yeah. 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 with our film no um, <laughs> just because what we did with the, the Super Cheap Auto was like every time that we, want, we wanted to remind people, we had different content to show them. So it's not just the same ad or the same picture. Yeah, you're not just see. hitting share and exactly. retweet yeah. and stuff exactly. like that. So with yeah. this process that we're working on at the moment, just to segue to that, yeah. stop talking about Super Cheap. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just with, with Residue, you know, um, we've got this crowdfunding campaign at the moment. We've got a video where Corey and I are on there with my tired face. <laughs> And Corey's beautiful face. Oh, well, um, I say that. <laughs> and we're we're asking people if they can support and join us on our journey with this film. That we, with every you know week that goes by, we want to actually show something else. You know, if, if whether it's like a reference picture or us kind of just with our fists in the air, thanking people. You yeah. know, like for their support and and that it means yeah. so much to us. I mean, it's, it's very really interesting, does. I guess, us having done a couple of spec commercials like. Doritos Super Cheap Auto where they were kind of independent type of productions yeah. in a sense very different obviously to narrative filmmaking but the lessons that we've learned yeah. by going through those in terms of trying to get yeah. I guess content seen or to, mm. to, to, to rally yeah. support around what you're doing is all yeah. very so common. now you're selling yourselves exactly. almost so last yeah. year we were like please vote for us and this year we're like now give us your money <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that in the back of my head every time I'm like sharing now we need your donations no we we really love people sharing our video yeah. and it like yeah it really warms our heart that some people that we've just met uh, are sharing the video yeah there's like a couple of friends that i've just yeah. recently added on facebook that's kind of insane saw it and was just like yeah sharing and it's just like that's that's crazy because this is people that are believing in our yeah. creativity people who i've not even met donating money it's overwhelming Times a little uncomfortable. Like, oh wow, now there's even more pressure to yeah. live there's, up. There's strangers to who are putting yeah. their hard-earned money towards. Exactly. Yeah. Really well, much. I haven't donated yet. So oh, I needed to meet you guys. This interview was over. And then, um. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. I will be donating for sure because no pressure. Uh, there, there is no pressure. But I think that 
you know, we need to support these kinds of things. Exactly. And yeah. it doesn't take much. It like, doesn't, no. It's that stupid old saying, you know, the yeah. cup of coffee and all that kind of stuff. Well, all right, just put five bucks behind yeah. it. And yeah. even great. It's even overwhelming that, yeah. to see. Yeah. Anyone who's willing to put Anyone their, that their puts cash. Any, any amount of money yeah. in. And um, we're always... Because I, I, I actually support, you know, some, some people here with their Patreon and stuff. So yeah. there are all these different channels at the moment where you can actually support these people yeah. that are making things on the, off their own back. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really important that everyone gets together and helps. Anytime that I can also assist on a, on a production and I'm willing to work for free if I, you know, when I believe in these, in these things. So, yeah. um, it's a, at Perth, I think, is a very kind of like, it, it's got a click. But it's a very supportive click, and it, that's really encouraging, and that's what keeps us here. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the the key thing is that you know the the traditional kind of you know Australia's never had a studio system or anything like that. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. and the financing from Film Australia is you know shaky at best. Yeah. So you've got to find different avenues to be you able do. to yeah. do it. You have, and, yeah, you have to find ways to make yeah. a film. Yeah, funding is so competitive. Because there are a lot of talented people here in Perth, and there's yeah. only so much money that can go around. Yeah. And we've, you know, been trying to kind of go through that. Yeah. That's that, 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 that funding yeah. route. Dan's got funding um, yeah. as well for his short film Fish, which was great. Thank by the you. way, a little plug there for Dan's short film. <laughs> and that that played but, at Revelation, didn't it? It did. Yeah. It so how did. did that go as well? That was um, a very crazy experience, actually, because um, yeah, we got it was the raw nerve funding that was through. Um, FTI as well as Screen yeah. <laughs> and Screen Australia, so not Screen West. So um, Screen on ABC Two as well as ABC iView. Um, but yeah, it got selected to to premiere at um, Revelations um, in 2015, and um, yeah, it was it was an awesome experience um, just to to see your work on the big screen and just the care that was taken into to to go on the big screen because. You know, some places will just screen it and not test it. But you know, there was getting all the filmmakers that you know that were in Revelation came together. You know, in the morning and and, and all tested it and saw each other's work and you know we all loved each other's um, films and it was just a really amazing experience. And then seeing it, you know, on the big screen with everyone um, was just yeah. Uh, words can't even express because like, <laughs> the last thing that showed on the big screen that I was you know a producer of was our student film back in 2012 so right. I did not imagine that a mm. film that I would produce a couple of years later would get on the big screen and be in front of a crowd a paying crowd yeah you know? yeah so um yeah it so was, was awesome. it attached to a film or was it part of the get your shorts on it was part of get your shorts on yeah. yeah yeah and then um the program came out and for get your shorts on and my our screenshot fish was the, oh, nice. the face of get your shorts on i was just like wow that's that's <laughs> crazy like i did not expect that at all um and i, I didn't yeah it, it was just an awesome experience and very thankful for it and thankful for everyone that worked on fish as well that was that was another one where people really just gave up their time um for free um and then also offered advice as well leading into to shooting the film for yeah. free as well we're all constantly surprised and taken aback by any form of success yeah um, it's uncomfortable uh <laughs> <laughs> just well any any tiny amount it's yeah, just wow well, i guess like we keep well. saying like that we're we're always kind of like grateful and surprised <laughs> where we get support but like i think it's important to always mm. remain humble and always feel that way because then you start thinking you, you start becoming really big-headed or cocky where it's just like 
oh yeah, we're going to put this crowdfunding up and yeah, we're going to get the money and then we're going to make it because like we're great and we're always going to get that support. It's we not are like the winners that. of the Super Cheap Auto <laughs> competition. <laughs> you know us. <laughs> so we're not, we're not like that at all. Um, just because every time that we're working on something when someone's just like that really responds to it positively when Corey writes a script and he shows it to someone and someone's just like, this is really good, man. Mm. Corey's never like, I know. You yeah, know, it's just like thank you so much. Um, yeah, like what I think tell, any you know, yeah, you know, I think chat any about creative it. could probably yeah. relate to just doubting what you're doing. Yeah, you, like you just don't know. Yeah, because every, every new project you do, you you are kind of restarting. You're back to the you're back to the beginning of the race again, and you don't know how how you're going to do. Mm. And it's always an uphill battle every single time, and not your your, your previous successes, if we want to call them that, don't always really apply the new thing that you're doing and it's always a case of trying to convince people that what you're now doing is, is worth something I guess so, yeah. yeah well I mean you've got to start off at you know square one again Absolutely. get the team together yeah. and all this kind of stuff and prove yeah. that it's something that people need to get behind yeah so with that in mind what is the new film about and why should people get behind it that's you you <laughs> want super cheap auto it was a very very personal script um, it came out of wanting to write something that didn't even it didn't even necessarily please any funding panels it didn't really please anybody else other than I think myself and, and Dan like Dan's kind of the first the first person who I send any script to really it's you know he's both one of my best friends but one of my closest creative collaborators as well and so if I can please Dan because I trust his opinion as well I know that I'm probably on the right track but it really came out of a place of wanting to write something that was in, in, incredibly personal um, and close to me, but had a real objectivity and perspective on what the film was dealing with. So the film is called Residue, and it's about two new exes, you could say new ex-lovers, people who have been separated for about a month now, um, being reunited when Elliot, our, our primary leading character, decides to gather up and collect every last belonging and, and Item that's basically left over from his relationship. Anything that reminds anything that reminds him, that reminds of, him the of Melissa, yeah, yep. his ex, and essentially them both navigating over the course of a single evening this awkward transition period of we've gone through a long-term commitment together. Can we be friends? Can we have any type of future together? When clearly there are a lot of feelings that are still in place. Yeah, um, there's a mm. lot of you know awkward tension there between both of them I guess and lots of contradictions as well so um, Elliot may be doing things that are designed to elicit a response um, out of Melissa yeah, when he wants to, to pull her closer and, and maybe Melissa needing to you know, pull, pulling him closer when she maybe needs to push him away and it's yeah. really about exploring the contradictions in people and really the mess and confusion that comes when, when two people are yeah. leaving a long term snapshot of something that I think a lot of people have gone through before yeah. and we were just hoping to write something where it could resonate with you know 
both sides of the spectrum people that yeah. have been broken up with people that have been the person that has broken up with their yeah. their lover as well we empathize with both sides of the coin uh, both yeah. sides of the, of the same coin yeah say you know, i don't know if i'm using that, that term correctly but like, like dan was saying there is no antagonist in the film you kind of throw the the screenwriting book out the window with that one and just say like while there are obstacles that the characters overcome we're not saying that this person is is, is the villain of the mm, piece they yeah. wronged this person both characters do the wrong thing you could say or make mistakes yeah and there are small emotional skirmishes throughout the course of the film that they have to navigate yeah. and there there are wins and losses on both sides yeah. I guess with it yeah. and it's it's messy and it's confusing. Yeah, like, and there's a lot of things that's not said at all during during the film. So it's it's up to people just to kind of like fill in the, the yeah. gaps in a way. Um, because there are no flashbacks as well in the film. We we come into the situation a month after this breakup has happened. So it's not even a breakup film. I mean, it kind of is, but it's really about two people trying to define what independence. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. a comfortable codependency. Yeah. Um, not not necessarily a toxic codependency, but just yeah. when you go through a long term commitment with someone, you do become yeah. very dependent on those people for yeah. emotional support, financial exactly, support yeah. 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 as well. Um, so much of that. And when it comes to an end, especially when the film is dealing with people in their late twenties who have spent all of their formative adult years together, where they've grown up together, mm. um, it's that question of how do I, how do I be my own person now, out in the world, living out of home, yeah. without the person who I went through that experience yeah. with? Yeah. How, how much of myself is from you, and how much is me? Like, how much did we inform each other's personalities and our tastes and our likes yeah. and and all of that? And how can I now go forward as my own person? Is that yeah. messaging people from high school? Um, what are you guys up to now? You know, and like, oh, I'm married with kids. Oh, oh great, great, cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kids, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, well, a part of our, our audition process as well, just to kind of like bounce off that, um, a lot of the actors that came through and auditioned for these characters, we we chatted about the script a lot. We we went ran through you know certain scenes, but we also went off script as well. Um, and then we um, talked about you know. Do these characters like because not no like I don't want to spoiler give any spoilers, alert spoilers <laughs> spoiler alert like, it's eleven minute film well we we ask we ask a lot of actors do you think that these characters could you know continue a, a relationship here whether it be a friendship you know, a or friendship or do you think they could re you know reconnect re later re on down later on the line because so that was just one of those yeah, questions because where in we, a short film you don't really have the foundational support in terms of running time to mm. even necessarily do a, a, a traditional three-act structure in, in, in that mm. sense. Yeah. So you, you really only have enough time to show a window, a small yeah. snapshot in time. And so we're often asking people, what do you think happens next? Not that it's a cliffhanger ending or anything That's like not. that, but <laughs> yeah. you know, what do you think? Like, Where do yeah. you see these characters six months from now, one year from now? Are they still friends? Yes. Yeah. And I think it's uh, we had different responses based on people's like own personal own experience. personal experiences, yeah. whether it be like I think maybe age could have been a factor as well because some of the, time, the yeah. mature people that came through, if that's a word, more mature people. <laughs> that came through. I'll uh, edit that out. Yeah. It's all right. That's why I'm not the writer. Uh, uh, yeah, they some of them would say, nah, they're not. 
definitely not, you know. And then the, the younger people were like, yeah, they would. So, um, do you, I, do you find that the older people are probably a little bit more cynical, and the younger people are more optimistic? I'm definitely the cynical one <laughs> of, the, of the team, um, even though it's Corey's words. I, I think, but there's no right answer. There's no right answer. There's no right answer to and it. Like it's, it's completely such a, up to the It's such audience. a personal thing, and yeah. that's something actually that, that that we hope that people are are left with by the end of the film is that they, when people watch a film, they project their own experiences yeah. as well onto it, yeah. and that's something which by the end of the film, I would be very interested to ask people afterwards. You know, to say like, where do you think these characters would go next? Yeah. And I think it would be different. Across the board. Give us the idea for Residue 2. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if they get back back together, you you never know. I'm so glad you said that because I was just like, almost out, and then you said it. That's not appropriate. It's not. Electric Boogaloo. I love Breakdance 2 Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo Boogaloo (laughs) Shrimp. Yeah. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with residue. It, it really doesn't. There's no, no breakdancing kind of like... So you're not using scenes. that as like an inspiration or anything like that? Or? <laughs> step Up, The Streets. Yes, that's definitely that's one, of, one of the big influences. Apparently the film, Step Up so. films are quite good. I've not watched them, but... I actually watched some of them... At least the first uh, one, Recently. Right? Well, at, at my work, you know, we had to like bag all these, all these items and we had TV in there and the only thing that we had available to us to put on the TV was the Blu-ray set of all the Step Up movies. Right. (laughs) And we started from one and we worked our way to, I think, four or five. And And that's been instrumental in designing (laughs) Residue as a film. Yeah, I can imagine. It's a rollercoaster ride. (laughs) It's a real emotional. Like, Step Up 1 is right up there and Step Up 2 is a little bit lower. Step Up 3 is really low, but Step Up 4 is really... It really comes back around. I I actually... You know, being serious, I have had heard people say that Step Up 4 is quite good. The fourth one is really where the franchise comes into its own. Um, (laughs) But, all right, so what, what is an inspiration for you for Residue then? It's it's really those those character driven um, short films, films short films oh, absolutely yeah um, as, as far yeah. as short films I, um, I I really loved there's a number of short films out there like Cuddle Buddy um, Cuddle Buddy is beautiful. this beautiful short film yeah. and, um, really it's the short films that are very contained very mm-hmm. one location mm-hmm. just two um, characters and, and two characters yeah. for the most part like those are often yeah. my favourite shorts with short films you often have I think two different types primarily there's the yeah. ones that are very contained and then the ones that are big Concept. concepts you know um, I guess or proof of concept sci-fi yeah. Yeah, type yeah. of short or films horror. Or, or, or horror ones and really the, uh, yeah. the films that always resonate with me are the, are the smaller contained ones so Cuddle Buddy was beautiful Staycation mm-hmm. um, yeah. as well which is beautiful funny as well beautiful and funny yeah. and, and um, all takes place primarily takes place in this couple's apartment as well which is very similar to um, Residue as, um, as well yeah. um, what else there was features another... like the Before Trilogy yeah yeah so Richard Linklater's yeah, Before Trilogy yeah. that was actually a bit of a late creative inspiration I, I watched those films over three nights um, after I'd written really um, I guess some of the later drafts of Residue but watching those films and seeing what Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy and Richard Linklater did with those films was incredible yeah. Just, yeah. it's two people talking for 90 minutes yeah. um, and I was, I'm also a big 
big, big fan of, of Barry Jenkins's Moonlight. Yeah. I thought Moonlight was mm. stunning. That was my favourite movie of... I say 2017 because it came out in January here yep. in Australia, so a lot of people were That's very... That's what I work on as well. <laughs> they were, they were very... Yeah, well. yeah. Um, we did. Yeah. Everyone was very up in arms, though, at me saying, Moonlight was 2016. It's like, actually, it came out... Uh, at the start of January um, in <laughs> Australia, pushing my, you know, yeah. 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 my glasses up my nose. Yeah. Um, but I thought that film was stunning, and, and that film was is really about empathy and motion, mm. and um, just, just what what Barry Jenkins did with that film is is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I, I it also gorgeous as it well. looked incredible. Yeah, um, yeah cinematography is nuts yeah. in that film. Yeah. Yeah. you know, and um, as well as, as Spike Jones's her, um, yes. it's just incredible. Like yes. I, I, that film is just such a, a fantastic document on love yeah. um, and, and what relationships are mm. as is the B4 B- 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 trilogy um, and these are all films that aren't necessarily social realist either because these are all films that have a certain constructive feeling to them even Moonlight um, yep. that does not fit into the social realist I, I guess category um, but there, there's so much empathy that just comes off the screen with these films yeah. and you're seeing characters at their most vulnerable mm. um, um, Especially watching before um, midnight. Yeah, that that's a brutal film. Brutal. <laughs> and I, I, I spoken to to somebody about this where he he, he felt that the, that the franchise, if you can call it a franchise, <laughs> the franchise before franchise, um, yeah. stopped at before um, sunset um, yeah. because he didn't he almost didn't like where it went in midnight. But I was like, no, 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 like without before midnight without seeing really how love is work yeah as well mm. like it's hard yeah. work yeah and some of the things that the characters say in, in, in that in that film is crushing it's absolutely crushing but when then when they come back together again and that in a way watching that film was somewhat validating i guess in the sense of what i had done with residue which structurally was quite different if you look at any three-act structure chart any screenwriting book ever it's always about rising tension and then it yeah. peaks with the climax yeah. there and then it comes back down with resolution yeah. but often and I think before midnight did this incredibly well when you're going through an argument or you're going through I guess uh, a peri- uh, I guess a a situation with someone who, who you love whether it's an argument or a breakup or anything it's often rising tension and then someone will say something that allows it to sort of peter out or you mm. kind of come back they together again or, and, yeah. and they laugh and they connect again yeah. Someone else will say something that might be a little bit defensive to somebody else, yeah. and then it peaks again. Peaks again. And it's all about these peaks and drops, and um, mm. these little emotional skirmishes, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, I guess, and as people are navigating this yeah. really, really awkward, yeah, awkward transition. Yeah. One of the things which I've noticed over the past sort of ten years is that 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 change from having, as you're saying, there's no real villain per se. Mm. You know, mm. so the change of trying to make all the characters feel relatable in some regards or yeah. human in some regards. Absolutely, yeah. So is that something that you're you're essentially trying to gain with Residue, with having two yeah. people who, you know, a man, not all men are going to relate to yeah. him. They yeah. might relate to the yeah, woman and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, well, I guess it was important as well being like, you know, two, you know, hairy boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird to say that. They're not even going to see us. They're just like, just I'll be putting up pictures and I, I request... Two bears. Two yeah. um, <laughs> Wookiee-like like men. Yeah, it was important that, you know, like, that we weren't just seeing this perspective from Elliot only. Yeah. You know, um, that we were, you know, giving a voice to both characters and really um, 
yeah, it's it's completely up to the audience which side that they're going to be on. But it was just important that yeah, and, and, um, and, that, and they, were, not, that they are yeah. both human. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's certainly not. It's certainly not a case of wanting to write like a battle of the sexes type no. of situation where oh, where do you land type of thing. But um, there are certainly no shortage of relationship centered films out there from the male perspective. But what was really interesting about kind of writing this and what I wanted to communicate or present was always you know, a female character who's actually emotionally stronger yeah. Yeah. than the male character. But, but treat it seriously as well. Um, I think like it's not that we haven't seen that before, but we've maybe seen it played more for comedy yep. um, and played more for laughs. And it was really important yep. to show um, you know, mental health, I guess. If, if we are going to take the perspective of a male mm. lead character, that we're showing mental health in a way that we maybe haven't seen as much before, mm. um, and not really, I guess, not, not making a thing about it, but presenting this really interesting relationship where the female character is really coming from a, a position of strength, and where the male character makes a lot of mistakes, and, mm. and she's just as willing to, to, to call him out um, yeah. um, for that. And to show something that's hopefully nuanced. So to, to answer your original question, yeah, it was definitely about creating human characters, and those are certainly the ones that, and certainly the films that I respond to the most. And really, when it comes to just writing something, that's what that's what's so important. It's just trying to understand what does this character want yeah. in this particular all scene. All about motivations. It's all about objectives and, yeah. and yeah. motivations. Yeah. And what does this person want, and how does that collide with the other characters' wants and needs? Mm. That's where great drama comes out of. That's what I learned. Sorkin as well not that this film is very Sorkin-esque in its writing but it is just dialogue. a lot of walking and talking lots of walking talks <laughs> within a very Round small corners, apartment yeah gotta keep it moving yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> someone hands off a piece of paper to somebody else yeah. Yeah. and they sign something and hand it to somebody else while it's all rapid fire but that, that whole thing of coming into a scene where two characters want something and they are in opposition yep. and then drama coming out of that mm. and I can't you know and it just felt like if I'm going to do a film about a breakup, essentially, or people navigating a breakup, there's just a ripe opportunity there for, for drama and, and mm. the collision of different opinions yeah. and, and points of view. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good. Do you have anything else that you want to mention about the film? Obviously, it's not been made yet. Yes. So no. That's part of the reason why I wanted to get you oh, guys no, on yeah. to be able to it push. Hasn't it hasn't. No, no surprise. <laughs> 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 We're <gonna> shoot right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Call time was at least yeah. two hours ago. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's in pre-production at the moment. Um, we've just uh, locked in our cast, which is very We're exciting. Very exciting, and you know what? Um, I'm just going to name drop them. Let's do an announcement here because we've not announced them. We we've not announced, announced it on any other social all. media platform. No. So we've cast Luke Morgan cool. and, and Milu Green. You probably haven't seen them as much, but they are incredibly talented. Great, um, Luke, congratulations to them. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you to them. Yes. <laughs> yes. And to you as well. And for, to us, because yeah. I'm so grateful to have them on board. Like they are incredibly yeah. talented. Yes. Um, and very excited to work with them because they're very they're willing to you know do a couple of rehearsals with with us. It's where really we can building the character, build these characters, go go through the script, but also do a lot of off script stuff as well, where we can come yeah. up with scenarios of what it would have been like when they were a couple and what they would yeah. have well they would and have that's, done. That's incredibly important when you're coming into a film where there's seven years of backstory and history but you're not seeing any of it and you yeah. need to you need to feel the history between them and they've just been so game and down to explore and just improv and try out different things mm. in terms of establishing what was this relationship before we come into it after it's ended so yeah. that's essentially where we're at, at where we're at at the moment yeah. um we're going in, in, into production next month cool yes. and we're currently trying to raise some 
funds for it through our GoFundMe yep, campaign. GoFundMe campaign. The support that we've received so far. Has been yeah, absolutely. It's been awesome. Really just taken back by that. And yeah, we're just trying to make this film independently because, as you mentioned, funding is so. so yeah. Orig- originally, when we were going into it, we were like, all right, cool, we're going to make the, make this film on the lowest budget possible. And, and naturally, that's what you would do going into a film being a producer. You want to, you know, achieve it at the lowest budget possible. But we were thinking about. Just, just putting our own money in only um, and chatting about, okay, what would that mean? How much would we put in? Just what so can hard, we get out of it? And process. then the, the yeah. more that we, we talked about it, the more that we wanted this to be, you know, a, a proper pr- production where we're, we're doing budgets, we're, we're hiring gear, we're, you know... And taking it as far as we possibly can. We're giving back to well. the, the people that's working on it where we're, you know, obviously we're going to give them food and, and drinks and everything, <laughs> but like, you know, really, like, showcase you're going to keep them alive basically yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) but also have that money there where we can really like you know enter it into festivals where people can see our work because that's something that's the big thing we want to make sure that people work on it that their work gets seen yeah um and you know you need money for that and unfortunately we just don't have enough money (laughs) between us (laughs) between us to do it it, it's yeah yeah, it's it's natural Mm -hmm. i was just checking how much you're at so you're at 1,775 and yep. your goal is yeah. 3,000. Yep. Yes. And that's so in six days. Halfway, so we, that's we, nuts. That's, that's great. That's really good. We had, we had like, like a Bon Jovi joke. What was it again? It, oh, it, was, it was just a reference to we're halfway there and living on a prayer. That was, <laughs> yeah. it, honestly, it wasn't even a joke. It was just a reference to... <laughs> I thought it was fifty percent. Very yeah. witty, but yes, you can say. And you can expect that <laughs> in the film. Little zingers there. Um, so references. In the how film. long does the campaign go for? It goes as long as it, it as it can. You go can give for. us money for as long as you want. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> that's great. That's really good. Yeah. yeah, you know, we're going into production. Yeah, in, in a, next month, so in a couple of weeks' um, time. Um, so once we reach our goal, you know, we'll. Uh, we could. I'm not sure. Actually, I mean, we haven't really thought. I'll, I'll we didn't think it was going to go this fast. We, we did. didn't think we, we were going to be halfway. We just came into it saying, "Let's put it up. This is our target of almost like yeah. what would be great if yes. we could raise this, and if we raise anything, superb. That's like, incredible. Even if we, yeah. even if people just give, gave us 500 bucks, wow. Yeah. That that feeds. That's the what's crew. awesome about That's, having it, putting together a GoFundMe campaign because GoFundMe, even if you don't reach your goal. The, the money still goes to you. That's good. There yeah. are other like, um, you like, know, I, sites I, I, out there like yeah, Kickstarter, Kickstarter where and, if you don't um, make Indiegogo and stuff like that where you yeah. don't get any of it. Whereas this was uh, a case of putting it up on a platform where, you know, we can still put a video up of us kind of talking a bit about the projects. People can get an idea of what they're, kind of, you know, ex- should, should expect from the film. Yeah. But there's no time limit there. Yeah. There's no, I guess, pressure to hit a certain target. Mm. We were going into this saying, whatever we get, we're going to find a way to make this yeah. film. Yeah. We believe in it. Um, and it was just important with the campaign that um, we put together a campaign where it shows that this this is the film that we're making. It's all about the film. It's all about the, pe- the people working on it. And it's all about people joining us on our journey. So if people are donating... Um, you know, this this isn't a campaign where people will get like a copy of the movie if they donate like twenty five bucks, or you get a, a poster yeah. for this much, which is a, all, all premiere, further expenditures down you know, the line. And, yeah. and, and, I think a lot and of that can take a lot of yeah. consider those a lot of the time. Yeah. They'll, they'll make a number of promises like that, and often kind of not make yeah. good on what yeah. those are. And yeah. certainly, we didn't want to make finding, promises that we couldn't keep. Yeah, but we definitely we're gonna, absolutely going to be finding ways <laughs> though to yeah, know, give um, back, give back. Absolutely. Well, yeah. the film itself is a 
perfect way of giving exactly. back. Yeah. <laughs> no, you definitely want to yeah. anyone that's donated their time and their or their money. Um, we're going to, you know, make sure that they get invited to, you know, a screening of the film, mm-hmm. and we won't be charging them for yeah. for them coming to to the screening just to show our appreciation. Yeah. Um, and so they can see what they've in- they invested their money into. Yeah. As executive producers, you're all at know. <laughs> They will be standing outside the screen. Look, I have some notes. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to, uh, you know, can um, take a film with yeah. me. Um, what do you want to say about it? Um, yeah. No. Um, yeah, we do, we definitely want to we, we want to give back. Um, and you know, eventually we're, we're gonna you know yeah. get the get the film you know online as well, where we can can share it with people. But that's after you know it goes through. Of course, the festival, festival run. Well, the festival run goes. It can be quite a long thing, mm. you know. There, oh yeah, you know, some short filmmakers who yeah. I've seen who yeah. made a film in 2015, and yeah. it's still going around exactly. in festivals. Exactly, because even if like this year we miss out on a festival that we can't submit into this year, we can always do it the next year. Yeah, you know? yeah. like the good thing about now these days is that there's a lot of festivals out there that don't necessarily need a world premiere. Of, mm. of the short yeah. that they'll accept it still even if they don't have it or you know um, and it's all about really just looking at all the festivals that are that are out there and which one you know like suits the film the most suits the the um, target audience and um, you know there's also a lot of festivals out there where it doesn't have fees as well that we can submit into mm-hmm. you know and then also there's a lot of festivals within Australia that we can su- submit into where we can really show showcase ourselves as Australian filmmakers yeah. and, and have a name here in the industry so um, there's a lot of opportunity out there but it's all about really having all the materials to showcase your film so and that's where you know more money can come into it where it's like yeah. you know having yeah. posters designed yep. getting BTS stills and possibly yeah. video as well and then also having yeah for, for those festivals that do require a fee having that money so we can enter it as well all yeah. the costs that you almost might forget about at first when you are doing things independently yeah. and coming in yeah. being like what's the absolute lowest that we can do it for and even our $3,000 target on GoFundMe as far as filmmaking budgets is concerned is not high budget it's, it's not a heck that's of a lot yeah. 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 and I know that you know people yeah. probably out there are like $3,000 that yeah. sounds yeah. like a lot but yeah. it's it is not a heck of yeah. a lot. It evaporates and very it quickly. Evaporates. Yeah. Especially because <laughs> yeah. like when doing the budget, you know, like you do like an A to Z budget and you're going through it all and then <laughs> as you're going through each category, the money just gets less and less and less. And then that final category, mm-hmm. which is always kind of like getting towards units, you know, catering and location <laughs> fees or, or um, you know, like contingency plans, it's just like, wow, I don't have any, any, any money, money left. For, for yeah. contingency so this has to go right um, or it's just like oh no now everyone's just going to eat cheese toasties catering. so it's it's about just having that en- enough money so everything is balanced you know and, and then you getting... start to budget what what quality cheese yeah. that you can buy exactly. and stuff like yeah. that yeah. Gruyere you know, yeah. Swiss <laughs> gonna get some garlic butter so it's a delicious toasty get um, a good spread going get a good spread uh, and, and then like towards the end of the budget you're also looking at insurance and, and um, as well as as marketing and promotion materials, so it's just so funny when you go through the budget. So you, you're just you're going back and forth a lot all the time, just going, oh, okay, 
I need more money here. Where do we have to cut down here? Okay, we've got to lose that equipment. Okay, yeah. we, you know, um, it's all it's all about also knowing. Dan Sankor, you really need that lens. <laughs> you we really, really need, need that lens to feed the crew. It's just like, but oh, well, you know. we don't have any lens then. We've just got a body. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's all about finding that balance and and really knowing what you're budgeting for. So you have mm. to, you know, like this isn't like film 101 where people have to have to listen to this. Let's break it down like, for you. This is how you make a film. Yeah. No, but, no, but um, it, it yeah. is in some regards because I think that's the thing is that like I've talked to a lot of filmmakers and stuff like that, and I think that people are ignorant of what goes into actually making a film. And yeah. you know, when I talked to Clayton Jacobson the other day, the way that he's promoting Brothers Nest is completely different than most mm. Australian films have oh, okay. yeah. promoted so yeah. essentially he has sold off parts of the, the film to movie theatres oh yeah, that's right. awesome. wow. cool. so okay. they've right. put an investment right. it's, it's like what you're doing but on a grander scale so yeah, right. you know Lunar or something like that's putting $25,000 wow. in that's they've cool. paid that money it's their job to get that back kind yeah, of thing amazing. so yeah. it's fascinating and you know but I don't think that a lot of people really think much about mm. it. And then you read all these articles mm. about, well, what are we going to do about the Australian film industry and all this kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff? And you're like, yeah. well... <laughs> Adapt or die, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially but, now with all the platforms yeah. like Netflix exactly. and and stuff. Like you, you have to be very creative now. Very creative. Yeah. And you have to really show yourself. You well, can't just be behind the scenes, you know, uh, and not really showing what you're doing. You have to really be out there. Um, and that's 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 what filmmaking is like really getting yourself out there and, and showing what you can do and, and people believing in what you can do as well yeah so, yeah. yeah so yeah hmm. it sounds exciting I want to chat to you guys after you've made the film that would be find great. out how yeah. it's been and what the next yeah. step from there is yeah that'll be awesome yeah yeah both probably be gray we'll be very gray you know, still um, hairy it's but all right gray, no, hair. We'll be gray, gray hair is perfectly fine <laughs> maybe Maybe fat from all the sedentary kind of sitting in front of laptops. Yeah, that just we'll be doing over the next few weeks. But I, yeah. I feel that the stress might kind of it'll, it'll equalize it out. It out. I yeah. think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to the the toilet a lot as yeah. well. You know, like nervousness, Lots anxiousness, stress poos, maybe. <laughs> stress poos. Right. Yeah. I did I not want it. to do any poop jokes. I could see that you were trying to avoid it as much as possible, and I thought, no, no. let's just dive into it. That's it. a nice It's all about opportunity. Well. Yeah. You know? Jumping on that, Jumping and then yeah, if a window opens, you know, got to get right in there. It's, um, it's my job to, you know, kind of make the film. It's Dan's job to handle damage control as the producer. So I kind of say something. So he's going to send me an email later on saying, "Hey, man, can you just can edit that poop joke out?" And I'll be messaging you saying, "Please leave it in." Yeah, <laughs> that's our core audience. <laughs> that's how we work as a team. That's yeah. you know. That's it. So the last question, which I ask everybody that comes on, because I focus on Australian films. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Is there an Australian film that you particularly enjoy that you want more people to see? Oh, that's I such want a good more question. people to see. That is actually that is a good question. Wake, I'd, I'd, Wake and Fright. Actually, we watched Wake recently within the last incredible. year or two. Yeah. And yeah. we had always heard about it, and it was never really available to, to watch. Yeah. And it yeah. just recently has come onto streaming. And we were watching it. We're just like, this is incredible. Like, this is some confident filmmaking. This is some really edgy filmmaking as well. It's not like back in the day with Australian film where it was like sexploitation and everything. This this was kind of like the era of that, but this was something completely different where, you know, there was this really intense 
moments in the film where like I'm not no spoilers or anything but oh, no, the, the, the kangaroo sequence feel, I've, I've yeah, talked oh, about it yeah, sequence, yeah, yeah. the ending as well where you just kind of like so it's a very really bleak ending to it's the very film. bleak and I felt like I had to have a cold shower yeah. by the end of that felt film dirty. You, you literally you feel felt dirty. dirty you feel yeah. the grime um, of the Australian kind of desert um, after yeah. going, and, and just the sweat and the flies and you can see why someone like Martin Scorsese was a, has been a big yes. champion of that yeah. film that's yes. how I first heard about the film yeah. so when I saw it on, on, on that, that streaming platform like, oh we could check out Wake and Fright yeah. and I think all of us in the room when we watched it were really taken aback so as we, far we as we were just blown yeah. away with just what they included in, in the film and the, and the way just that the characters were really rich every character Very that rich. came on the, yeah. on the screen had a reason they, were, they they had a character. They were either really like awful, or they were just really charismatic. Mm. And it was like that really showcased like showcased the Australian larrikin mm-hmm. at times. Yep. It's just it really embodies Australia really well. And it's not like a <laughs> it's a great advertisement for Australia. Well, it is. No, but like in a way where it's just like <laughs> you know it's it's really like you know it, it show not that it's just like yeah this is what Australia is like. It's just like. It's a it's a really great Australian film because it's it's it tells a really interesting story. It's not really dull and depressing like a lot of Australian films out there can be. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's intense so but at the same time. It's a bit quirky as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And I was really taken aback by just the visual design of the film as well. Yes. Like just a strong visual language. That, yeah. That the filmmaking team. Um, with it mm. you get so much information without without words yeah. and it's very deliberate in its pacing and, and its composition yeah. and I think that's something that we're all really taken aback I by could, I, there were yeah. a number of techniques that they were doing yes. that felt very ahead of its time mm. as yeah. well yeah. and it was very and how it uses all these things its cinematic form to affect some, you some, on a deep psychological some moment, yeah some moments level. very psychologically yeah. like horrific very harrowing and then <laughs> some, some moments where it's just like Frustrating, and then some moments where it's just like there's some light, light humor in there where it's just like yeah. it's, it's, it's a real really yeah, Donald yeah, Pleasant's character is, yes, yes, yes borders very, on that exactly terrifying like, and really amusing, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, as far as Australian so, films, that because there are a number of great Australian films, um, I guess of recent years that yep. I would say are incredible, and some, and, and some of my favorites, like David Michaud's Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom is one of my yep. favorites. Um, as far as the question of Australian films, so, that I would. I guess recommend to people. Yes, there's Snowtown Snow as well, which is incredible. <laughs> but Wake and Fright is a film that yeah. I, I don't think many people are maybe are, are aware, aware of, of or yeah. are slowly coming or into I've the fold. Or heard of, but they've never really been able to access it before, so they can yeah. easily access it. Now that it's been, I'm trying you know, to think of other films like restored. in the comedy genre or something like that that I love. You know, there's ob- obviously The Castle and there's Muriel's Wedding, but that's like things that people already know. I don't, I don't think that people recognise how depressing Muriel's Wedding can be yes. as well. I rewatched oh, it recently yes. and I'm like, holy shit, this oh, is yeah. really dark. <laughs> like when I was young and not really enjoying it at all because, yeah, there was really some really sad moments. They're awful to her. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're like, you're terrible, Muriel. It's just like, no, you're terrible. But yeah. anyway, that's, and the that's person the who she gets married to as well, you, can, oh, yeah. you think like it's going to be some luxurious mm. wedding and it's, then it's just it's, some foreigner. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's funny, but then also so sad at the same time but yeah. yeah that's another that's another Australian film that's great um, I love Two Hands yeah Two Hands is fantastic that's so good um, but is there any, any, is there any films that we now? can reference or for Residue films? or can connect with 
in what terms we're of making? Australian films? Yeah, Australian films. The the one that comes to mind. Yes. That, so, yeah, the one that comes to mind for me is Lantana. Oh yes, right. So cool. I'm going to controversial and say that I haven't even seen that. Oh, please watch yeah, it. I've heard it is many, many, the, many we saw good the daughter things. together. The it, daughter is incredible. Yeah. The daughter, the daughter is very good. Lantana is my favorite yes. Australian film. I've heard so yes. many great things. And I feel bad to admit. On it's stunning. The phone that I no, seen. it's fine. No, 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 no. It's yeah. it's good. Like. I think that's one of the things that, you know, talking to people and they're like, oh, I haven't seen Citizen Kane and stuff like that. Mm, it's like, you're yeah, only human yeah. and yeah, there's exactly. only so many yeah. hours so in the day. <laughs> we've, had, we've had conversations with our other filmmaker mates and stuff um, about, like, films which are, you are embarrassed to say that you haven't seen. Yes. Oh, I haven't seen The Godfather Part 2, so... I haven't seen I've seen Godfather half Part of it, so I've seen, the, I've yeah. seen the, first, the first one, but I haven't seen the second one. Crime, drama, or gangster films is by that one um, yeah. our best friend but then I watched it because I, I heard that he was very well I, I felt that he was offended so I, mean, I watched I'm, it I'm a big Scorsese <laughs> fan as well obviously yeah. he's the master so I was kind of really taken aback that he hadn't seen it but at the same time it's always from an, an encouraging place of you should really see this film yeah. the one that I hadn't seen that really offended another filmmaker friend of mine was Ferris Bueller's Day Off <laughs> right and they were just like completely just what aghast <laughs> that I hadn't seen that film yet but it's that thing as you said there's so much content out there now yeah. um, there's so yeah. much to really just fall yeah. into especially with, with TV well, what, what we were doing right what we've recently done and I think like people that have recently added us on Facebook has commented <laughs> on it seeing it a lot is like seeing uh, films that we've um, been sharing on Facebook movie posters which have impacted us yeah the, the 10, 10 movie yeah. posters and I think thing. that's been yeah. such a great exercise where it's just yeah. like we're really putting films out there where people might have not seen it um, or people have really have seen it and love it um, because we're all inter- interpreting what impact means to us yeah you know, it's, 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 it's not a top 10 list of this is what I think the greatest films of all time are it's a list of the films that had the most impact yeah. on you, yeah. um, I guess, as, Which, a, as an individual. So whether it's films that you saw at, at a young age that just really, really messed with you. Messed with you or <laughs> well, that, that like, was one of my experience. picks. Yeah. 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 What was that pick? Uh, so I put Jan Svankmeyer's short film, Meat Love. Oh, right? a short. A short wow. film. Wow. It's a minute and a half. Wow. It is... Probably the best short film yeah, I've ever I mean, seen. I right. watch it. Let's watch it now. <laughs> Bring it up. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I watch it like once a month. Oh wow! Because wow. it, it is right. it is such a good film, yeah, and it's wonderful. it's about two stakes falling in love. Oh, that's great. And I won't spoil what happens, but yeah, they fall in love. I hope it's and not it's like just, a sausage party kind of. It's not a sausage party <laughs> thing. Have you seen any of Jan Svankmeyer's films oh, before? Okay, so you've got to go and watch that. And that yeah. was kind of like the introduction to me for yep. like really bizarre yeah. movies. Yep. How did you find that film? Uh, so growing up, there was a um, Eat Carpet Yes, yeah. I loved Eat Carpet. So, so it played as part of Eat Carpet. I've probably seen it then. You probably I used have. To watch Eat Carpet. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an old soul. So yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was up late watching SBS when the parents were asleep. Yeah. Trying to just find um, boobs, I think. Probably. Well, you know, like this and that. Well, then, <laughs> look, I mean, you'd, you'd flick through the TV guide, and on a Saturday yep, night, yep. you're like, Killer Condom is on. What the fuck yes. is Killer Condom? Yep. Yes. And you watch it, and then Eat Carpet's either on before it or after it, I can't remember. Yeah. And, yeah. You're just like, all right, I just I watched. I watched. This. I watched Killer Condom, and then I always reference that movie whenever someone talks about that movie Teeth. Right. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Teeth is messed up, but you should really. You check should out really check it. Yeah. Exactly. That was <laughs> <another level. 
yeah, Jan's Fankmeyer's Meat Love. Um, okay. It's on YouTube. It's yeah, a minute cool. and a half. And then cool. go and watch. Um, just go down to Jan's Fankmeyer. Yeah. Hole. yeah hole. He does yeah. a lot of stop motion animation stuff. Okay. Cool. And there's a film that he did, which I saw at Revelation a long time ago, called Little Odic. And it's about this. Is that the tree one? Yeah. Yes. About I've seen this. It. Yeah. So yes. that's one of his films where yes. this mother, uh, so she gets a log, and it's so she becomes. Up. Yeah, it's really messed up, and she becomes the mother to this log, and the log turns into this wooden baby, think, and think it grows about up. Like if Rosemary's wow. Baby kind of like continued on yeah, into a sure, sequel, sure. but it was yeah. really, really messed up. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and this is not like Groot kind yeah, of no, stuff like same. it is a <laughs> messed up little Jen, you're, not, you're not gonna get merchandise of little <laughs> no. you're not gonna put it <laughs> with little all your posters and little, stuff um, no you'll throw it out straight yeah, away if they exactly. ever made something like that it's not gonna be inspiration for your film I'll put I it that think, way <laughs> I think I watched that before I studied film I think it was straight after high school I watched Little Odic yeah I was just like what is this movie why are they keeping it like <laughs> exactly I, I, I didn't didn't really comprehend, but um, I need to rewatch it again actually because it's it's incredible. Because I I actually still talk about it because yeah. it, yeah, it well, actually exactly. did make an impact yeah. on me where I was just like I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, really yeah. stuck. But yeah, really but stuck. that's that's stuck. the value of you know the social media and stuff like that. Of, yeah. you know, Big time. going ten films and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's the value of social media for. GoFundMe campaigns as well. Exactly, Absolutely, yeah. so just to bring it all back. Bring it all full, back. Full yeah. circle. Full circle back to the campaign. Yeah, love it. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna stick a link in all the stuff and oh, get so people much. to donate so much, and all Andrew. that kind of yeah. stuff. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys when you've made the film. Sounds great. Right, thanks cool. for having us. Thanks, Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. So that was the interview with uh, Corey Ray McKay and Dan Tom talking about their new short film Residue, which is getting made very, very soon. Again, head over to their GoFundMe page. The link is in the show notes, but I'll, I'll mention it here in case you have a good memory. GoFundMe.com forward slash Residue. And hopefully uh, you found this interview really interesting. It's the thing that I want to be able to do with this show is to highlight voices that maybe uh, don't get the avenues to, to be highlighted as much, especially for short filmmakers and things like that. And certainly if, you know, doing this interview helps them get at least, you know, five bucks on their GoFundMe page, then that is brilliant. Um, but I think these guys are going to be really talented and they're going to be somebody to keep an eye on in the future as well. So, you know, get in on the ground floor, basically. So that's that part. Now for the other business end for me, head over to thecurb.com.au. Uh, it launches on the 1st of July, but... You know, just in case you want to get in on the ground floor of that, you can also head over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the curb AU. It's 99 likes on there right now. Uh, when it hits 100 likes, it'll be very nice because there's no content on there at the moment. So 
100 likes uh, with no content is really, really nice to see. And hopefully people enjoy what the, the Curb is all about when it launches. Uh, alternatively, if you're not a Facebook fan, but you are on Twitter, you can also head over to twitter.com forward slash the Curb AU. If you are neither of those things, you don't like social media, I completely understand. I have issues with social media too. You can always go over to patreon.com forward slash the curb AU and join some really fantastic people who are supporting the show already. Tim Lego, hats off to you. Really, really like your work. Thank you very much for supporting the show. Ben Barnes, I also really enjoy what you do. Really, really enjoy you supporting me as well and also Aaron West from Criterion Now. Now if you like Criterion Collection make sure to listen to the Criterion Now podcast. It is a fantastic show and something that I really really enjoy listening to. Uh, So thank you to all of those guys for supporting us. Uh, It it really does mean a lot and you are going towards helping um, keeping the show running and also to helping really you know build up something that I hope is going to be really, really good. And I hope you enjoy it. So if you have any questions, suggestions, if you just want to get in contact, and again, if social media is not your thing, then fine, that's okay. You can also send me an email at thecurbau at gmail.com. If you want to give me a suggestion of a topic to discuss, if you want to ask a question, or if you actually want to be on the show and talk about your own life experience or something like that more than open to having that kind of thing shown on the show i would really like to to you know share underrepresented voices and talk to people about what's going in their lives that's really enough from me uh thank you again for listening to this bonus episode um if you're still here look there's going to be a couple more bonus episodes that will be appearing in the next couple of weeks uh in the lead up to both revelation film festival and the melbourne documentary film festival as i've got some really interesting interviews lined up for those uh in particular one which you are going to hear me bang on a lot in fact i'll probably mention every single episode to make sure that you guys go and see this darn film is rockable roc capital k A-A-B-U-L. It's a documentary that screened recently at Sydney Film Festival and it is screening again at the Revelation Film Festival. Travis Beard, who's the director, will be there to answer your questions. Brooke, who is the producer, also be there. She will also answer your questions too. It's one of the best films I've seen this year. I think it is absolutely fantastic. So if you're in Perth around Revelation Film Festival, you will see me wearing a Not Knife t-shirt and you will also see some really, really great films too. Make sure to head out and go and support festivals like Revelation Film Festival. Make sure to head out and support filmmakers like Brooke, like Travis, like Corey, like Dan as well. It means a heck of a lot. Uh, So, you know, if you're listening to this on Friday the 22nd, don't go out and see uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Don't do that. Go and see an independent film. Go and support a great small film. I'm certain that wherever you are in the world, there is going to be a small film that needs your support. And do it. Do it. (laughs) Even if it's on demand or something like that. Throw your money behind small films because I tell you what, filmmakers really appreciate it. Enough from me. Let's turn to The Simpsons for the last word. I see you've played Knifey Spoonie before. Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. Get great fall savings on all your home care and entertaining needs during the fall home care event at Safeway. 
Head into Safeway and get deals on products like Clorox disinfecting wipes, Swiffer wet mopping cloths, Lysol all-purpose cleaner, Swiffer wet jet mopping pads, Mr. Clean multi-surface cleaner, or Lysol power toilet bowl cleaner. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for more details. Offers expire October 31st. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary.